I'm all about the mystical life and not in this like foo-foo, woo-woo way that some people may consider it. These things are real. They're just as real as this desk that I'm sitting at. It's real. And I've experienced it. And that's what I believe in. I'm Nicole Sylvester, and you are listening to Miracle Minded, the podcast, modern spirituality for women living in devotion to their highest and best. This podcast is from my heart to yours, a one of a kind, soulful reminder to help you remember. I'm here to help you awaken your divinity, embrace your humanness, and activate your infinite potential. I share women's medicine, spiritual and practical tools to help you love yourself deeply, live abundantly, and trust your unique path. It's time to open your mind, soften your heart, and see through the lens of miracle vision. Let's drop in. I feel like the podcast is this place where I can have these fireside chats with all of you. (laughs) It's intimate. It's when I'm in the mood. I come in here to my office. I sit down and we have a heart to heart. So I hope it feels like that for you. Sometimes it's something I'm really like jazzed up about. I I can't wait to share it. And sometimes there's a feeling on my heart where I just, I need to share. Like the human in me is just like, we we must share this because it's going to either land for you and be medicine for you, or there's someone in your life that needs to hear this message. So I'm sitting down sharing this message with you for two reasons. And you should know that it was not planned, nor was this topic on my mind. I had someone, first reason, someone from our community reached out to me via Instagram and she said, I'm good with the money things, but I really would love to know how to overcome trauma. Like, how did you do it? What do you do? So that's the first thing that led me to sit down right here. That's been on my mind, but I had to wait for the right time. I had to wait until my heart felt ready, my body felt ready, and I could sit down with a message that would really serve you. I know that many of you identify as having trauma. And you know, there's like little traumatic things, as like uh, experts would call it, little T trauma. And then experts call the big trauma, big T trauma. I've experienced both. That being said, I speak from experience of my journey of embodiment, healing, living as the person. So not from a textbook, memorizing, passing a test kind of standpoint, but from my own personal experience, which I feel is important. And... That being said, you and everyone else, we all have our own experience with our trauma and navigating it and working in and and integrating back into our wholeness, our divinity. And that's what I want to talk about today. But the second reason why I'm making this is because I have to tell you, I was so triggered today and not by any person. In fact, I felt really good today. I've been feeling so good. (laughs) I just got back from retreat 
And that's what led me to today and me being triggered. So this past weekend, I was at my body-centered leadership retreat, which is a 12-month program that I'm in. We go to this retreat and essentially work on our energy, our our mind, body, consciousness. And I have um, two guides, John and Christina uh, Amaral, and they work on my energy fields. They work on my body and liberate my body in ways. And it's an interesting experience. I mean, it's fascinating. We watch everyone on the table and I feel like every time, no matter how many times I see it, I feel like I'm watching magic. Like I'm like, what what happened there? And when I had my experiences, this particular retreat, it was rough. In fact, after one of the sessions on the table, I had to get off the table early. I was just like, I need to get off the table. I think I'm going to be sick. Um, I went up to my room and I literally was getting sick, vomiting for two hours. I was put through the ringer, it felt like, for real. And then my next session felt like electric was moving through my body. It felt so bizarre, but on the other side of it, I felt very sensitive in a good way, very clear and lighter in my body. But one of the women at the retreat, her name was Julianne, she said to me, when we're all sharing like why we're there, what we're working on, and I shared that I am just really committed and devoted to my body and to liberating myself in even deeper ways from from my past. And I shared some about my past and the things that I've shared with all of you, the things that are in my memoir, Oh Shifts, if you haven't read it, by the way, A Journey from Chaos to Consciousness. And she said, oh my God, you are the real maid. Have you seen the movie or the show Made on Netflix? And I said, you know, so many people were talking about it. I saw people posting about it, but I didn't watch it because I felt like I would be triggered. And then she just shared like, you know, it's really crazy to see how this woman was going through these things and how the system really was. And for her, you know, she didn't know all these things. So I was tempted. I was waiting for Chanel today and I was in a cozy mood. I put on my PJs at about, I don't know, 5.15 PM. I had my dinner. I, I, I went over to the couch with my favorite blanket. I mean, I was having a moment. I even said to the dogs, it feels so nice in here. <laughs> Do you talk to your dogs like this? Cause I totally talk to my dogs like this. I had my candles lit. I mean, it was a vibe. So I turned on this show and instantly I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not uplifting, of course. It's triggering me. At first, it wasn't even that bad. I think that as we went into the show, there were some other characters that came in. And, um, you know, by episode two, I was very triggered, but like, I know I want to know what happens. And... You know, then some things came in with the mom and it reminded me of some things. And it was just like, wow, my body is going through the, th- the motions right now. And what it reminded me of is like, you know, no matter how much work we do. I mean, I just got back from an intensive retreat. 
I'm doing all the things. I do mindset work every single day. I am intentional about my energy every single day. And I I can look at my life and see how much it works. I can see how much these things have shifted. But when I watched this show, I had to have a cry because it like opened my mind to what my body and heart like already know and remember of what my life was like before. Sometimes it feels like another lifetime ago. I mean, most of the time it feels like another lifetime ago. It's more like it feels like a story that I share and, you know, things that I have of, you know, why is this so important to me? Why do I love to teach people about money? Why do I feel like I need to remind people about boundaries all the time? Like, why do these things just like bubble up in me? And I watch that show and I'm like, this is why. This is why. It was a flashback for me. That's why I was triggered. And that's what I wanted to share with you and just talk about this trauma and how do you heal from trauma like the question she she asked me. And by the way, thank you so much for asking me the question. I want you to know that anytime you all ask me a question, well, I'm not going to answer it in a DM or email, it inspires me. And I create, and I, as I told her, I will answer this on the podcast one day and I either answer it on a podcast or I share it in one of my challenges or I share it in a live. But if you're watching my content, you're going to see the answer. So thank you for that. I was triggered watching this mother with her young daughter that was like two or three, which is the age, you know, I left Chanel's father when she was almost two. Knowing, I remembered when I watched this show, it was like I was feeling the memory of feeling so powerless, feeling like you had this mountain to climb to just get your head above the water, so to speak, in life. Like it was a struggle just to get my head above the water. And that's why when I tell people that I was just trying to have a normal life, when people ask me, how did you start doing what you're doing? I never planned to do this. Like, I never planned to do this. I was working on having a normal life, head above the water kind of thing. I just want to get my head above the water. I just want to be able to pay my rent and buy groceries and not get, you know, stressed out when I need a full tank of gas. I remember for most of my life, I think it was just up until my, like, maybe when I was about 35, I would never fill my gas tank up. Like, it's crazy to think, but like, I felt like that was just too much money. I would only do like nine or $10. You know, I'd only do like a little bit. And that's like just interesting, right? But I did the same thing with groceries. I did the same thing in a lot of ways. And I was living in that lack. And even more than lack, I had a true poverty mindset because for me, it was just like poor was the normal. And whenever something came in, I just took myself back to poor. I share all this because I have to tell you that like, even though I think I remember watching that show triggered feelings in my body that I was like, I actually wish I didn't watch it. Like I, I remember sitting on the couch just about 30 minutes ago and I was like, why did I watch that? And then I reminded myself, there's medicine here. There's medicine here. <laughs> like I had to talk myself back in and then tell myself, let's work with this. 
So I got up, took myself to the vibration plate, the power plate. If you all have seen me on Instagram, I have these little this vibration plate. And I feel like it's how the dogs shake when they're shaking things off. So whenever I'm feeling tense in my body or sometimes after I'm leading sessions, because I feel like there's a tendency that you could pick up things and just to come back to your own energy and be in your core power kind of thing, I like to go on that plate. I get up from the couch. I'm feeling these things. I take a moment. I talk to myself about it. And then I get over to the plate. I'm taking deep breaths. I get off the plate. And then I'm walking into my office. I'm still feeling it. I'm like, ew, ew, this has brought up so much. (laughs) Again, it's the medicine. We can try to numb it away or we can work with it and transmute it. And transmutation has been everything in my process. Transmutation, transcendence. I'm all about the mystical life and not in this like foo-foo, woo-woo way that some people may consider it. These things are real. They're just as real as this desk that I'm sitting at. It's real. And I've experienced it. And that's what I believe in. I believe that that same, you know, in that same mystical nature that the teachers, the books, the healers, the friends, the lovers, the lessons, the medicine, that all of it is here and I'm being guided to the right place, the right person, the right program at the right time. I know that on my journey that I'm not meant to do it alone, that it's safe to depend on other people. It's safe to let other people in. It's safe to let people love you. Know that some of my friends have actually loved me into being because I felt so safe with them. I felt so seen by them. In their eyes, they didn't treat me or make me feel like I was a burden or a problem or broken. And in that same note, that there were times where I was feeling that way or someone would say something or say, oh no, you poor thing, or something that made me not feel so great. And I would eventually, because of those feelings and what would come up and because I would sit with it and because I would look at it and because I was willing to be with it, I found my own truth there. I found out who I really was. I didn't take on someone else's feelings or experience or version of me. And that's what I call soul authority. Which, by the way, some of you that know that I'm working on something really special, that's the title of it. Because that's something that I had developed and come up with as I was learning to stand in my own authority. I knew that my soul has been the authority, the only authority that I actually will follow. Now, what's important to notice and note on the other side of this is that I was a woman that also lived under the worst kind of authority. So much fear, so much unworthiness, looking for people and partners and parents that hurt me, that dismissed me, neglected me, abused me in ways that I was looking for them to validate me. I was looking for them to say, you are smart. I was looking for them to say, you do deserve it. I was looking and waiting for them to say, you are beautiful. You deserve better. 
You deserve to be treated well. You're worthy of good things. I was waiting for that. And I'll tell you, from some of them, I'm still waiting. But I'm not, though. <laughs> I guess I should say it's never, it's never come. What I've had to learn is to find it within myself. What you also need to know is that this is a process. There were times on my journey that certain things were so loud and it felt like, I don't know if I can live like this. Like, what is life like this? And I'll tell you a few of those times. When I was on my own and navigating my trauma, as I was stopping drinking, I stopped all drinking. I was like, I'm not going to take any more of these prescriptions that the doctors give me for anxiety. And I was dealing with, because of my trauma, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, as they call it. And I was also dealing with agoraphobia, which really, now that I know what I know and like what I know in consciousness and what I felt and my experiencing all the subtleties in my body... I didn't feel safe in my body. My body was like on this crazy red alert all the time. But agoraphobia looks like you're afraid to go outside. Mine wasn't that I was afraid to go outside so much. I didn't like leaving walls. That sounds weird. But let's say like I didn't like crossing the street. I didn't like like moving into like an atrium, like big open space in the mall. We used to go hiking. I stopped going hiking. I eventually ended up getting mono, like my body just shut down. There was so much that I had not processed yet that I was walking around with and I didn't have the tools. But as I said, you will be guided. So the same voice that guided me to leave my house back in Las Vegas, that really saved my life, that intuition, that intelligence that's within me, that's also within you. At the time, I didn't know what it was called. I don't even think I knew what the word intuition meant. But what I knew was that I had a feeling. And I didn't trust myself back then, but I knew that that feeling meant something and I trusted it. And then that same, that same feeling, that same knowing, it guided me to move to Los Angeles. That same feeling, that same knowing guided me to get a different job, to get out of nightclubs, to get away from where people were drinking all the time. The same knowing guided me to open up to my friend and to share some things that I was hiding. You have to understand that no one knew about these things except for like my closest people because I was ashamed. And I thought that, that these things made me unlovable. But I opened up to a friend, my friend Erica, and I had that same feeling, that intuition, that it's safe to share with her. And she actually gave me some of the guidance that helped save me. Because I don't know, not that I, that I thought that I would die, the quality of life with the level of anxiety, the level of stress, the level of fear, my body was constantly shaking. My body was constantly sick. I had visions of seeing my ex in the hallway at night. Like, I mean, I was not well. And I had all the stories and the shame about who I was, what happened to me. I felt broken. I felt dirty. I felt all these things. I mean, it's crazy, but I did. That's when my friend told me to go to my spiritual center. And I really thought it was a bunch of bullshit. 
let me tell you that. <laughs> I really did. Because I thought if medicine doesn't help me, but you want to tell me that meditation's going to help me, that sounds like bullshit. Just sitting still? No, I don't believe it. Yoga? The that's even more bullshit. Like that, I literally, I mean, I considered myself to be an atheist, my friends. Can you imagine? <laughs> now I'm like, spirit says, no, I'm not, right? But when I talk about spirit, I talk about this intelligence, this intuition, these feelings, these knowings. There's something here. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than anyone I know. And I'm going to listen. Call it what you will. I didn't believe in it. But I was at such a deep state of suffering that I was willing to try out this spiritual center. And I did. And as I share in the book, what I heard there changed my life. It changed my life. It wasn't like, oh my God, my life has changed. I'll never have a problem in ever. Like I am saved. No, didn't, didn't go down like that. Here's what did go down. And this is why I want you to notice when these things happen in your life. And give yourself some credit. Not only give yourself some credit, smile about the winks and the like, you know, the nudges that are coming from the universe because you're being guided. You're being supported. And sometimes it's the little things that matter so much. So that day, I remember feeling equally, maybe not equally, but almost equally triggered by being in a space where people were handholding and singing. It was so churchy, which at the time I was anti that. And also I was intrigued and I felt hope. And oh my God, friends, hope is what we, is what we need. It's what we need. We need hope. Hope changes things. Hope is an alchemist. Hope is everything because hope can lead you places, okay? That's all you need is a little bit of hope in all your stuff, all your crap. So I'm there. I felt the hope that guided me to do what? Come back. Try it again. Maybe I should try reading some of these books in the bookshop that are part of this thing. Maybe I should start listening to some of this music instead of listening to things about violence. <laughs> you know, it was like, I, I started thinking. And I remember just going in a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And that's what we have to understand about healing is that there's things that are big and that shift us. And then there's little things. And I hope that this lands for some of you because you know, I understand that people follow me for all these different reasons. And I know that in business, you should, you know, ideally talk to your ideal client all the time. I'm sharing this for whoever needs it. I don't feel that it's my ideal client, so to speak, that wants to talk about me going to the spiritual center and getting through the healing journey. But here's what I do know. And here's what I will, what will surprise you. That some of the most successful people on this planet have so much trauma and they're also hiding behind vices. They're hiding behind coping mechanisms and that's okay. Like this is not a, a, a bad slight or anything against any of that because I've been there. 
but I want to share this because I know someone needs this message. There could be things that happened to us in the past. It doesn't have to be so clear as what has happened to me. It could be things that have been eating away at you and it hurts. There's something that eating away at you and it's like almost like you can't touch that hope or you don't feel like you have vision or you don't feel like you trust yourself because so many people have been telling you that you're crazy or wrong or stupid or you're just not worth listening to. These are real things that many women have dealt with and many men, many beings in general. And I feel like that's what I don't want to forget is even though I love empowering women around business and money, the reason why it's so passionate for me is because business and learning wealth consciousness allowed me to get out of that. It's part of my empowerment toolbox. And that's what I want to share with everyone. But I also want to share the things that only I can teach the way that I teach them. And part of that is this journey. So I hope that it lands for you. And if it does, let me know because it helps me just when I'm thinking about creating and sharing and doing the things. So that being said about this journey is as we're ready to go deeper, we'll be called to go further. For me, I've tried talk therapy and um, I feel like talk therapy has a place. But for me, it wasn't the best because I'm not someone that likes to loop. I'm very solutions oriented. So I'm like, tell me what to do. Cool, I'm gonna try it. And I get almost obsessed with trying it. Now, doesn't mean that I don't wanna talk. I have just been more about transformation support than I have been feeling called to do um, a ton of therapy, like what feels the best for me. And I feel like that's what we have to do is feel like what feels the best for you. As time has gone on, I had gone deeper and started doing uh, spiritual practitioner courses. So I thought that I was going to be a spiritual practitioner for my spiritual center. Over time, I realized that that really wasn't my call, but I'm so glad I took all the classes that I took because those classes supported me in the work that I do now, which is coaching and mentorship. I started training with other teachers. I went to India. I went to uh, One World Academy and Oneness University, which at the time, they were two separate things. I learned different kinds of breath work and meditation. I did 100-hour training with someone out in Bali where we're doing inner child work and healing with like lineage stuff. I have worked with people that work on my energy field, my physical body. You know, my friend that I share, Annabelle, that I've done the womb journeys with, There's so many things I'm willing to do whatever I feel called to do because, as I told you, the voice will guide you. The knowing will guide you. You just have to start paying attention to it. I have read countless books. I remember there was like three years where I was just obsessed with A Course in Miracles. And now, anytime I try to pick it up, I'm just not feeling called. It doesn't mean it's not a valuable book. It was just like it was for that season. Perhaps it will circle around for another season. And then as the journey continued, I started healing my money trauma. You know, I had trauma around money. To me, trauma is experienced as a pattern and there's a feeling and sensation and memories in the body and these triggers come up. 
for me, I had so much of that related to money, related to surviving. I mean, I don't know if you ever felt this or if maybe you know someone that felt this, it can, this can just put some insight into this for you. But the feeling of having a child, being a mother, and not feeling like you can afford to care for them well on your own is the worst feeling. It's the worst feeling. Because it's one thing if, and I'll speak for myself, it's one thing if I could not care for myself. Like that would suck. But to feel like I can't care for myself and I can't care for my daughter and to see someone that, a a child that has been born through me and she doesn't have what she needs, that's heartbreaking. It's full of like shameful feelings for me. It made me feel like a failure all the time. It just felt horrible. And I didn't want to live my whole life like that. And that was, that was the thing that inspired me. You know, it's like, I wanted to figure this out. And I never thought, well, I'm going to be teaching people about money. I never thought that because I really didn't see myself as fit <laughs> to do such a thing because I didn't know how, how this was really going to work out. You know, I just wanted to, like I said earlier, get my head above the water. But there was a point where I realized that I need to aim for above the water, I need to aim for more. Even though I was still splashing around, not really keeping my head above water, I knew I had to aim for more. And I dug in even deeper. And listening to that voice, I was guided to make decisions that change my life forever. And the thing I want you to understand about making decisions that change your life forever, friends, is that some of them feel monumental. And some of them feel like no big deal. But only in hindsight do you really see, like, the magic of a decision. I mean, I think sometimes we know. Like, I made a big investment recently. I'm like, this life-changing is pivotal. But when we're on the journey, we have to understand that everything counts. Everything matters. Every step, every choice, every moment, every refocus, every forgiveness, every willing-to-see-differently moment, it all counts. And we have to be willing to make the decisions and follow that voice. So whatever it is that you've been praying about, whether you're praying about healing your relationship or you're praying about healing your body or you're praying to see yourself in your fullness, to see your divinity, these are things that I've prayed about. If you're praying because you want to live an abundant life and you want to get to know who you would be, the kind of mother you would be, the kind of woman you would be, the kind of leader you would be, if you had more prosperity and you understood your prosperous nature, you know, you have to start listening to where your voice is guiding you, where that nudge, that feeling, that sensation is guiding you. Sometimes it's not a voice. Sometimes it's a feeling. And that feeling has guided me. Did the feeling heal the trauma? No. In fact, I don't feel that trauma heals. I feel that trauma evolves. And when someone's like, come here, this is going to heal my trauma. I went to ayahuasca and it healed my trauma. I'm not them, so I really can't speak on it. I can only speak from my experience is that there's things that create a new way of experiencing, a new way of living. And there's absolutely a healing and evolution. But like for it to be, it's healed, it's done, you'll never feel a thing from it again. I have not felt that. 
while I feel so free, liberated, so alive, I mean, my, my eyes, everything has changed. My body has these memories. So if it was healed, would I watch a show and feel that way? No. But would I be here to live out my mission and purpose and to fully deliver the messages and the medicine that I'm here to give if I didn't have those memories or if I couldn't even have that feeling in my body? I don't think so. It doesn't mean that I want to keep it and be like, you are my best friend. Come back every day. I want to feel like this always. (laughs) No. Fuck no, actually. No, thank you. (laughs) I love to feel great. I love to feel amazing. And I set myself up to feel that way. I plan my mornings. I eat certain foods. I just ordered food from Organic Orange. Shout out to them. So that next week I have all these healthy, organic, gluten-free whatevers. And I just feel like I'm waking up to this freshness every day. And I feel good when I do that. I have my trainer. I have all these things. And you know what all these things cost? Money. And you know what? When I was up at this retreat this past weekend, you know, this retreat, I don't even know what people pay that are like not in the group because there's some guests that come sometimes. But let's just say it's a significant investment. And in that investment, we were all we're sitting at this table this one morning, and there's people that have founded amazing companies, companies that if I said it right now, all of you know what it is. There's people that were sitting at that table that are on TV all the time. If you saw them, if I said their full name, you would know who they are. And we're sitting here talking about our pain. We're talking about our trauma. We're talking about the healing work we've done. We're sharing resources. We're like, oh, this is who I go to for this. This is who I go to for that. Have you tried that? Have you been to a session with them? Have you done that workshop? While we're at a retreat, investing. And what I want you to know is that all of us have things. We all have things. We all have things that we're healing. We all have things that hurt. We all have things that make us happy. We just have to be willing to feel all the things and to do the work and follow the nudges. You are not any less important because of the things that have happened to you or the things that you have done or chosen to to create or experience or whatever. Name it. You're still worthy. And the pain and the memories and the feelings that we have All of it is part of our path. It's part of our purpose. It's here to help us. It's here to teach us. It's here to shape us. And all of it is up to how we decide to use it, harness it, look at it. When I work with women, what I'm really doing with them is helping them return to their innocence. We do a lot of things. We do a lot of things. Yeah, I can help you make more money in your business. Yeah, I can help you create things. I can help you create a business. I help my friends and my clients create new containers, ways of making income. I can help you do a lot of things. But at the end of the day, at the core, what this is, is me helping you remember who you are. And even in my Money Miracles program, it's like, It's not even really about money like it is because 
I don't know what kind of is that just was, <laughs> but it is because, you know, money is a reflection of what you believe your internal value is. So as I healed and as I started waking up to who I really am, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm important. I'm valuable. My energy is very, like my energy is more valuable than my money. So that I, I need to charge accordingly. And I became unavailable for not having money. And then I became unavailable for certain amounts. Like it's just everything started changing. And the reason why this is so important, and I kind of went off track, I just realized this. I hope you all are following me okay though, <laughs> is the reason I mentioned all the people at the table and that they are so amazing and the things that they've created are so life-changing and, and value-giving to people that all of us sat there. And as I talked to them about these things, I said, this is exactly why I teach about money. Money's not the primary thing I teach about. It, I don't know that it ever will be. I'm here to teach you about your divinity and help you remember to be miracle-minded and help you remember who you really are and what you're made of. But source and supply is a big part of that. And when I talk about source and supply, we're always going to talk about money because money helps you heal. Money is your ally in healing. Money is your ally in restoring yourself. Money is your ally in getting support so that you can take time to do the things that are all about your wellness and not about survival. Money is your friend. Money is here to help. So to me, it goes together. And I can only teach from my own toolbox of genius and skill set that was given to me as I was called into the initiations that are the craziness of my life, the painful moments, the things that felt like they were breaking me, they were actually making me. And that's what we have to understand. That in these moments where it feels like, oh, I don't know if I can make it. What if you did make it? What if you more than made it? What if this was making you and you showed up for that and you dug in? So like literally it's 8.52 p.m. and I watch this thing. I get triggered. I worked with it for about 15, 20 minutes. And then I'm like, I want to share this. I want to share this why it's coming from the heart. And that's what I really appreciate about the podcast. It's funny. I was talking to my podcast producer today. He was over. He was helping me. Um, shout out to Tom listening. He was helping me with my cameras. He was helping things. And um, we were talking about the podcast. And I was like, I think I just need to like put the podcast on a shelf for a little bit. I'm reimagining. We're rebranding. And he was just, of course, like, no, like. People are like listening, look, keep going. And I was like, I will, I will, I will. But it's so funny. I don't like to be told to do anything. <laughs> but you give me a moment, I get inspired. Here I come right to my phone and my microphone. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to share these things. But they have to be from the heart. They have to be from the heart. So that being said, I hope that this message reaches someone that needed it, of course. And no matter where you are on your journey, that... If you're at one of the parts that feels so challenging and you wonder, how will I get through this? Ask for what you need. And when I say ask for what you need, I mean, ask the people around you for what you need. Even if some of them say no, that's okay. Get in the habit of asking for what you need and ask yourself for what you need. And what I mean by that is by dropping into prayer and talking to the part of you that has been guiding you all along. It guided you to take your first steps. It guided you to roll over 
It guided you to do all the things that little babies do without understanding English and what the parents are saying. There's a knowing. There's an intrinsic knowing. And there's also this guidance that's within you all the time. Begin to talk to it. Begin to expect answers from it. And when it leads you to do something that doesn't make any damn sense, trust it because that voice knows something that you don't know. It knows something that's beyond your pattern. And to get beyond your pattern, there's going to be things that don't make sense. To get beyond the trauma patterns, there's going to be healing that you may have never experienced before. There's going to be modalities that you're like, what the heck is that? There's going to be some that you use for three months. There's going to be some that you use for five years. You're going to know when something is for you and when something's not for you. Don't let your fear or your doubts that something is weird or the lack of there's not enough money keep you from your healing. You know, I made a decision that life is for me. And that not only is life for me, that life, that these forces at work support life. And that I am life and I am bringing life to other lives. Like I am here surrendered to my calling to share my story, share my work, share my light, share my medicine. That's what I do. I think about it all the time. I do it all the time. It, it's what I'm here to do. And I know that life wants to support me in that. So my healing is part of that. Your healing is part of what you're here to do. You're being guided into that. And the more you give yourself over to this force and you say, I'm here to be a force for good. I'm here to do the things that are important. I'm here to bring light to others. It doesn't mean you have to start a podcast and start life coaching. I mean, unless you're called to. But what it means is that you're here to be the light. You're here to be a demonstration. You're here to change the composition of the universe. I love in Happy Pocket Full of Money where it says, your smile changes the composition of the universe and it goes through all this quantum physics like proving of it and then it says so does your sadness so does your anger so you got to decide to be the light and know that life supports that and that you will be guided and you will be provided for and there might be some like 11th hour miracle kind of energy but that's what miracles are Sometimes you you don't know that it's going to work. That's when the good stuff happens. Like it's actually not even full faith if you know it's going to work. But then you start developing the faith that like, I know things just work because I have so much faith. And because I know the creator within me and all around me and in all things. The final thing I want to share, just some really practical advice, tips, tools, is that when you're working with trauma and the experience of trauma. Body love is so important. Your body wants to feel safe. Your body is its own being. You are not your body. You occupy a body. Interesting, isn't it? Trippy, but true. So that's why, you know, your body is working with you and you can work with it or you could not be working with it. Your body is also an ally, but you have to be connected to your body. And that's what all of this embodiment talk is about, right? Like it's trending right now, but it's important because we are as a society coming back into our bodies collectively. A lot of us are. And the more of us that come on board with this, the more people that are like, 
what's yoga? What's meditation? What's this deep breathing? What's this breath work about? And we begin to do things. So know this, that not everything is going to be right for you. And that's okay. Follow what feels good to you. But don't be afraid to try things and just see what happens. To feel safe in your body. For me, what I've learned, really warm, like warm blankets, um, hot bathtubs, things that are like great for the senses. So like aromas, there's grounding scents. I love a good grounding scent. Um, For me, it's allowing a lot of space in my life. I know that I have a certain pace and having my own pace is important. This is something I keep learning better and better and better and better is like the more I move at my pace, I have processing time. I have processing time to deal with what comes up. I have processing time to hold bigger energy so I can serve more. And for me, a lot of the trauma doesn't really show up in the mind so much, like where I'm freaking out in my mind. It's more like a body memory or sensation or like an old thing that's just kind of there and I'm just working it out. I'm working it out. So when I was on my last retreat this weekend, my teacher was like, you're holding so much fear in your knees. So now I'm like, all right, I'm taking things from my joints. I'm giving like love to my knees. I'm, I'm thinking differently about my body. What I also do is I have rituals. So I have oils next to my bed and I love to just like rub my feet and my legs. And then I just start probably doing it wherever, but definitely there's something about rubbing oil into my feet, like these beautiful oils. And it's just like this loving, like you've been walking me around all day. I love you. feels really grounding. So there's that. I have a pillow mist that I spray. Sleep is so important. You know, I set myself up for this and, you know, I know this is not for everybody, but I took my daughter out of school just because I could do a whole podcast on that. There's so many ways that school's just not for us, but um, being able to sleep in till I want to sleep in and then also setting my day so I don't have to wake earlier than I desire to. Also having space in my morning. All of these things are really allowing emotional digestion. They're allowing me to digest what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, and this space allows me to work with whatever comes up. And when we have this level of digestion, walks also help me digest my feelings and emotions and, and thoughts when we have the space to do that, we can move through things faster. Things don't become like my whole week turned into crap. Like I remember when one bad thing could happen, it would mess up my whole week. And now I'm like, things are just not messing up my day. Like they're not. Could I have a day where I'm like a little bit on edge? Yes. Usually day before my moon, but it doesn't mean that it has to ruin things. I want to come back to love. I want to come back to this life is great. I want to come back to we're here. We get to play. This is an illusion. Let's enjoy and let's create. Let's create. The other thing is breath, 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 breath. So if you've done any work with me, which I suggest, let's do some work together. I'm definitely um, going to be creating and sharing some things soon in, in February, but everything I teach we always come back to the body. To me, what I know is that our body holds the wisdom, our body holds codes, our body is an access point. So I am always bringing you home to your body. And if you do this work with me, if you get onto one of my meditations or go look into my YouTube or things like that, there's podcasts where I've shared meditations, 
I'm guiding you to notice your body. So if you're having a trauma response, what this is doing is helping you regulate. You know, last weekend there was this like windstorm and the windows were doing all this crazy stuff and my body was very triggered. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, I know I'm safe. I'm at this house with all these people. This is wind. It's not a robbery. But my body remembers other things. My body was like, red alert, red alert, red alert. I could feel like the cortisol and adrenaline (laughs) like coursing through my body. So I had to regulate. I had to regulate. And, you know, regulation is key. So we could do all different things to regulate. Um, But body movement, breath, thoughts, words, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe. All is well, all is well, all is well. This is temporary. This is moving. This is this passing through and finding your anchor. Foods are so grounding. Nutrition is so important when you're on the healing, you know, journey. And this is a big one. I wish I shared this earlier in this. Actually, I'm like, why didn't I share this earlier? But I'm just speaking from the heart. So it's not like a planned out script that foods like are so important. So if you ever spend time with me, you know, like I'm very particular about what I'm eating. It doesn't mean I'm rigid. Like I will eat McDonald's fries if I feel called to. I will go get them, consciously make that decision. But on my day-to-day, I want to eat the most clean foods because that supports my body and what I'm here to do and what I want to create and how I want to be. So not only that, for me, I was having a lot of anxiety. I was having a lot of experiences in my body. So I was going to my naturopath two years ago. And what he told me was kind of surprising, but he told me that with my blood work, with my DNA, we did the whole DNA stuff, with everything that I should be eating, meats, like animal products again, and also, um, you know, it's like, it's good to eat potatoes, grounding foods. And this is so important. So when I say this, it's not just any meat. That's the thing. I will not eat meat at like a regular place because it's coming from factory farming and it's meat. It's animals that are not cared for and it's just not healthy. And that's what causes all the health problems and just not good all, all, all around. But it's going to cost you more. So again, this is why I teach about it's so important for us to allow in so much abundance in our lives. If you eat food that is from a regenerative farm and it's organic, it has the organic stamp, it's grass-fed, grass-finished, there's things, animals that were cared for and that were eating, or not eating, they were eating certain things. This supports our bodies differently. So for me, building my body back up after trauma has been huge. So this is actually the most active and mobile I've been in 10 years, the last year. And with doing the work I've been doing on my energy field, with having mentors work on my body so much, eating the foods that I'm eating, really becoming more even devoted to my body and everything else, it has allowed me to see such improvement in so many things and to move like in my body in just a different way, like homecoming. That's what we're all doing with our bodies. It's a homecoming. So... So you know, the former me was like so disconnected from my body and always wanted to work out. I would go to like Barry's boot camp, which is a very intense interval training. Um, and I would do running Canyon in the same day, which is like blows my mind. 
and it wasn't because I wanted to be healthy. It was because I wanted to have my body look a certain way because I thought that I needed to look that way in order to be loved. If I really break it down, I mean, I wanted to look hot, but like I thought if I looked this way, I would be more loved. It wasn't for healthy reasons. And I, and I pushed my body doing that. So now when I'm moving my body, it's because I'm like, oh, this is my companion. This is my ally. But of course, your body has been through all the things. Your body has felt all the thoughts. It has felt all your emotions. And it needs to be tended to and loved on. So that's that. So I'm going to wrap this up here. There's so much I could say. I mean, I could teach a whole like workshop on this. And, you know, maybe one day I will. But for now, I am going to leave you with this. And I want to remind you that I have something big coming in February. In fact, I have been tapping my fingers on my desk. Not really, but in my mind, like, is it time yet? Is it time yet? Waiting for February 1st because there's something exciting that has been getting me up in the morning, ready to go. It's something so exciting I'm sharing with all of you. So stay tuned for that. I also want to remind you that this episode, everything I shared here today, like this would have been just, geez, it would have been everything for me years ago. 10 years ago, I can't even imagine listening to a podcast like this. Like I would have been obsessed with this. (laughs) I would have been like, oh my God, this is giving me so much hope. And I did have people that I listened to, but this was before podcasts were a thing, I believe. But what I want you to know is that somebody in your life likely needs this message. If there's someone that you think could benefit, please do share that with them because you never know how deeply it can change things for someone. It really, it could stick with them. It could really change things. And I want to thank you all that have left reviews and ratings on iTunes or anywhere else, whether you're on Spotify or Stitcher, all the things, the podcast is in a lot of places. I just found that out today that it's in more places than I realized. So I want to thank you for listening in. Your listening in means so much to me and I love being connected with my community. If you're not already following me on Instagram, meet me over there. I've been just sharing a lot of cool stuff over there. And that's where we're going to be announcing all of this exciting stuff that's coming up in February. So my friends, I love you. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this space, this technology that allows us to connect. I just want to send your body some love. I want your body to know that it is safe. I want your body to hear these words that all is well. I want your body to know that everything is temporary and that you and your body can work in this beautiful partnership and be the space, the vessel for your fullest expression, that there's gifts that are within you that you've not even yet begin to see or understand. There are words in in medicine that wants to come through you. And I don't mean the kind of the pharmacy that is going to change someone's life. Like you are medicine. And that's important to remember because you are light. All right, my friends, many blessings and I'll see you or I'll talk to you on here soon. Bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's time for you to shine your light and let your heart be felt by those around you. I don't want you to forget that you are a miracle. If this episode inspired you, please share with someone you love. One simple share can open up a brand new world for someone and you hold the power to spark that. If you haven't already done so, I'd love to have your review on this podcast. Your reviews and ratings of this show 
mean the world to me. Take a moment to leave your review on iTunes and send a screenshot to my team at support at NicoleSylvester.com and we'll send you a gift of gratitude. Until next time, tune into your miraculous nature and lead with your heart. You are needed.